Good morning, church. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Mike Metzger. I just want to say good morning. Thank you for coming out and joining us this morning here at Home Church. Uh, guys, again, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today. So if you guys can, please go ahead and stand up with me this morning. And the first thing that we want to do is we want to turn around, wave to the camera. We just want to say good morning. Thank you guys who are joining us on our live stream. Anybody who is tuned into our podcast, we are so excited that you guys decided to join us this morning. It's so good to have you guys here with us. All right, guys. So the last couple of weeks, we've been doing some uh, caffeine checks to see who's had their coffee and got their energy going this morning. So we're going to do the same thing this morning. For this side of the church, I want you guys to get loud. I want you guys... On the count of three, to send your love, air hugs, kisses, wave, say good morning to this side of the church, and welcome them out today. One, two, three. <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Ricky, I don't think she had her coffee this morning. We'll see how Linda's doing this morning. I see her in the back. So, church... We're going to have you guys do the same thing this morning. So on the count of three, please make this out of the church feel welcome. Send them some love and say good morning. One, two, three. I know my kids had her caffeine this morning. My goodness. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for participating in our uh, meet and greet this morning. You can go ahead and have a seat. So to get things started this morning, if I can have you guys put your hands together, uh, we want to give a very warm welcome to one of the best Sunday school teachers that I know, Miss Anita, as she comes forward to share with our children this morning. If your daughter's had a lot of caffeine, I don't know if I want her in church. <laughs> she may wiggle too much. But I love the kids when they wiggle. Okay, we're going to take a trip today. I want you to imagine that you're traveling into the future. One day, a hundred days, maybe a whole year. But then you have to come back. Then imagine you come back to the present and you know what the future holds for you. Would that change how you live your life now? But here's the thing, as cool as it is to imagine, none of us can travel into the future. It is completely unknown, and sometimes that can be scary. But I have some really, really good news. I'm going to share it with you this morning. There was a guy named Isaiah, and he was a prophet, which means he spoke the truth of God. Isaiah was called the good news prophet, and he wrote these words in Isaiah 43. This is God speaking to us through Isaiah. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, 
they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God. Did you hear that? Everybody hear that? God says that we are his, and we don't have to fear what lies ahead, because he will be there. He's already there. We don't have to be afraid of new things. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when new things and new experiences come our way, that same God we know will be with us. Now is a chance to grow, to learn, and to see what God has in store for us. Don't be afraid of new things. Embrace them and let God take away your fears. We can't travel into the future, but we have a God who knows the path that lies before us, and he promises to be there. Isn't that the best news of all? Second service, we're going to meet a guy from the Old Testament. He was afraid, didn't want to go, didn't want to leave the life he knew, but God had a plan for him, and part of that plan involved a burning bush. If he didn't go, he would miss out not only on something new, but on something amazing. And we're also going to continue our lessons about a girl named Grace and learning more about God's grace. Have a good day, and don't forget, God loves you. So, Miss Anita, I'm... I'm so glad that you love when the kids have energy and when they get a little bit wiggly. So, Kenzie, make, make sure you get all that energy out this morning, all right? When, when we get home, it's going to be nap time. <laughs> all right. Miss Anita, thank you so much for sharing with us this morning. And, uh, kids, as Miss Anita said, make sure that you join us for second service. You guys definitely don't want to miss out on the rest of that message. So... Church, we're going to take just a couple of minutes now. We're going to remind you of uh, some special events that we have coming up here at Home Church that you definitely do not want to miss out on. So first of all, this morning, I want to say a special thank you to Mr. Ron Sherwood for putting together our men's breakfast. Uh, we met yesterday morning at Black Bear Diner, and uh, what an amazing time it was just to be able to sit in fellowship and share with the other men in this church. So for those of you who weren't able to make it out yesterday, I want to encourage you, come out next month. We're meeting the last Saturday of every month at 8 o'clock, and that's going to be at the Black Bear Diner in Sparks. Again, guys, I, I can't believe that I'm saying this right now, but our Harvest Festival is right around the corner. Is it me, or is this year just flying by? So Harvest Festival, we do need individually wrapped candy for us to pass out to the kids. So we would ask that you guys would please uh, make a kind donation and uh, bring in some of that candy for our children. So, great question. Um, I was just asked in the past, I guess they had some size requirements on what kind of candy was being passed out. We do not have any size requirements on the candy. So, as long as it's individually wrapped, you can bring 
whatever you guys want. Um, speaking on behalf of the kids, I, I will let you guys know they prefer the king size candy bars. So, <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, any size, any size will do individually wrapped. All right, guys. Uh, just a reminder, on October the 2nd, we will be hosting Pray for a Cure. That's going to be taking place right here at Home Church from 9.30 until 11 in the morning. And again, we're encouraging everybody, all ages, come out and join us and help us pray for all types of cancer that are out there. Next Sunday on October the 3rd is Faith Promise. And guys, you are in for a very special treat. We have our very own uh, Mr. Dan Anderson and his lovely wife, Melody, that will be sharing with us next week for Mission Sunday. So make sure you guys are here for that. We have youth group and kids quizzing. That's going to be taking place here at the church every Thursday night at 630. So make sure that you guys are here for that. In addition, on October the 7th, which is next Thursday, we are going to be starting our Thursday night adult Bible studies. So you guys don't want to miss out. We're going to have something for everybody on Thursday nights. So kids quizzing, youth group, we have Miss Barb, who is going to be hosting a class. We're going to have a men's Bible study. There's going to be a Spanish Bible study. We're going to have an English Bible study. So there's something for everybody here on Thursday nights. The way this is going to work is everybody is first going to join together. We're going to worship together. We're going to have some refreshments. We'll meet at 630. And then from there, we're going to split off into our individual groups. So at this time, we're going to take just a couple of minutes. And if you guys can welcome, we're going to ask uh, Miss Barb, uh, Pepe, if he is here, and Jeannie. They're going to go ahead and come forward and talk a little bit about the Bible studies that are going to be taking place on Thursday night. Do you want to get closer to God? Oh, that was a good response. I like that. Do you want to know how to live a life pleasing to God? <laughs> Come on out on Thursday night. We're going to look at the Bible and see what it says about leading a life that's pleasing to our Lord. You don't want to miss it. It's muy buenos días. Good morning, everyone. We are happy to start the Bible study, <coughs> study Thursday night. Uh, we have many things to learn, still learning every day. God, some, uh, God has something new for us. Don't miss any day to talk with God. We are going to start this Thursday with the uh, Spanish uh, speaker, and we are glad for do that. Amen. So in the nursery, we're going to have stories and puppets and art projects. And the first Thursday, we're going to have the, we're going to have rocks and sticks and shells 
and a blow dryer, I'm going to figure out what they all have in common. So you have to show up. <laughs> all right. So thank you very much, uh, Ms. Barb, Pepe, Jeannie. Thank you guys for your dedication to home church and for uh, helping to lead these Bible studies on Thursday nights. Church, we're now ready to move into our time of giving and worship. So right now, we just want to say thank you again for remaining faithful in your tithes and offerings. So we do want to encourage that you continue giving online. But if you are here today and you have your tithe with you, you can drop it in the offering box back on the left-hand side as you exit the sanctuary. Church, go ahead and bow your heads with me this morning as we ask God to bless our tithes and our time of worship. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Father, that we can always trust in you. You are an abundant God and have blessed us and given us so much. Today we bring our offerings to you, Lord. We worship you, God. We give you thanks. We give our whole selves to you. Father, we ask that you take this offering and use it in your kingdom and use it for your glory, God. Multiply its reach and let it be a blessing to many. And God, as we come to worship this morning, we are here today gathered as one. Father, we turn our hearts to you. We praise the God of all, who everywhere works great wonders. Lord God, we ask for your deliverance from sorrows, from our troubles, from whatever we have going on in our lives right now. Father, I would ask that you fill our cups, give us a sense of gladness and peace this morning, God. I pray these things in your mighty name. Amen. Let's all stand, church. Um, before we start, though, I, I would like to say a special prayer. If I could have uh, my sister Jeannie, if you could come down and pray. Uh, specifically, we have a lot of people out right now who aren't feeling well. Uh, Matt and Amanda, I know we're watching a line this morning. Uh, uh, Tori, uh, Katrina. Uh, so, Jeannie, if you can come down and, and say a special prayer for these individuals. Um, all those, you might know someone who's sick this morning who's, who's not feeling well. Rachel and the family. Um, the list goes on and on, folks. Uh, this morning, we're missing a lot of people who is not feeling well, not feeling good. So can we pray as a body? Let's lift our hands this morning. Stretch out our hands to those who are not feeling well. Those who are watching online this morning, we're with you in spirit. Jeannie, if you could please just pray. Father God Almighty, I pray that your precious healing hand would fall upon each of our family members that are sick today. You know each one by name. You care for each one personally, Father God. And I pray that you bring healing in the very strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Who's ready to worship this morning? Amen. You. So just in case, if you're at home and you're not feeling well, um, it's, it's okay to put honey in the tea, but you need some Jesus up in that tea. Amen. Let's worship him. Let's sing to him. One, two, three. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Jesus, his love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do it. 
Somebody, uh, I was I was out and about, and next thing I know, somebody's telling me, "Hey, you're oh, somebody from your church." And I'm not going to point them out because I want to embarrass them. Told me about the church, and and I already go to church, but you might I might check it out. And I'm thinking, what a beautiful thing that we got people in our church who are witnessing, telling people about Jesus. Amen, amen. You know, and I was speaking to a sister just the other day, and she says, "I just I, I want to invite people. I'm, I'm inviting people to church, and people are coming and." People are hearing God's word, and there's, there's something about telling somebody about Jesus we have. It, it's, it's more precious than gold. It's, it's life-changing. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I, I got to sing out that chorus one more time. He makes a way. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sin that he can't say. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Surely it was through. Since when has impossible? 
the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of droppings rolling. This is the sound of droppings rolling. This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of troubles running. More time, I said. This is the sound of troubles running. This is the praise making dead man walk again. Up in the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Amen. We're gonna slow down a bit. Sing with us this chorus. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is a mountain, you see a mountain moved and it moves. Yeah. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me There's nothing to fear now For I am safe with you So when I fight, I fight on my knees With my hands lifted high, oh belongs to you every fear I lay at your feet I'll see through the night oh God the battle belongs to you Every fear I lay at your feet, I sing. 
go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand You go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can. Almighty Fortress. Yeah, I say. Almighty Fortress. You go before us. Nothing can stand against. So when I fight, so when I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. I sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. So when I fight, I fight on my knees.
Father, help us to remember the truth of that song. The battle does belong to you, Lord. There are so many promises in your word. We heard one this morning to be strong and of great courage. And so as we remember that you have everything already taken care of, may we lay all of our burdens at the foot of the cross this morning, yea, and every day as well. We thank and praise you, Lord, for being the one who can carry us and who can carry all of our burdens. The Bible tells us that you're able to take our burdens because you are the one who has the strength to do it. Help us, Lord, to remember all of those truths. And this morning, as you bring our pastor's message from you through him to us, we pray that you would enable him to speak forth the Holy Spirit. We thank and praise you for Pastor Carlos and ask you one more time to anoint him to give us the message that you've laid on his heart. We thank you, Lord, for being here. We thank you for being Lord of all. We thank you that you are worthy. And so we love you, Lord, and we brave these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you so very much. Appreciate you, church. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. Thank you. Man, these, these ladies' voices get beautiful, more beautiful every week. And uh, I just got to say, Hannah, you're, you're playing on that, those keys. Are just rock, you're rocking it. Yeah. She's rocking it. Amen. Thank you, brother, for that. Thank you. And, and then last but not least, Carlos, man. When I was 14, I was not that good on the drums. You were like, wow, unbelievable. So, <clears throat> um, yesterday, uh, it was Friday, my son, um, my son got his first fight at school. And I, I got to say, I was, I was very um, proud of my wife, and you'll know why in a moment. In a moment. Uh, you know, we don't teach our kids, we don't, we don't teach our kids violence in, at home, you know, we, but we teach our kids to stick up for themselves, to stick up for each other, to help someone who's down and out. Uh, we don't promote bullying. And because of that, my son was nervous, right? And he's... <clears throat> He's scared. He's kind of tearing up at the table, talking about it. I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me and his mom like, what's going to happen? Ricky says, did you win? (laughs) And his eyes got big. They lit up. All of a sudden now, I saw another side of him. His chest puffed out. And he goes, you know what? I wish he would have been in fifth grade because my son Mateo is in fourth grade. He said, I wish he would have been in fifth grade. It would have been a, at least a challenge for me. <laughs> I love the confidence, young man. I mean, you know, amen, amen. Yes, yes, thank you. <clears throat> I, I say that to say this, you know, 
His confidence doesn't come from him. It comes from God. And this morning I want to preach a sermon I've entitled Courage and Fear because they go together. You can't have one without the other. You've got to have, there's both. It's, it's a mix. You can't have salt without the pepper. Amen, that's right. So Deuteronomy 31, we're going to be reading that, and then we're going to be going into Joshua. Our sister read Deuteronomy for us, but I want to read it again. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, I read an inspiring story about King Henry IV of France. It's about him as a young man, as a soldier at the battle named the, 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 Sur- the Surge of Cahors. The story goes he was dressed in his armor as they were preparing to engage the enemy, but his body began to tremble uncontrollably. He did not want it to tremble. He didn't know what was going on within himself. He felt like he was caving in, but aware of his exampleship, his leadership, he didn't want to to uh, discourage the others, so he positioned himself in the, in the middle of the soldiers, and he cries out at the top of his voice, trembling and shaking and scared, and you could hear him say, vile carcass, you tremble, but you would tremble even worse if you knew where I was going to take you in just a moment. And when he said that, he went into the worst part of the battle, And they conquered that day. Courage is a universal, uh, admired, what would you say, like a a quality uh, throughout history. Someone once said, you can, there are those who venture to mock truth, but no one mocks courage. So the question is, what is courage? And where do you get it? Deuteronomy 31.6, let's read right here. It says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Now I want to go to Joshua 1. If you can turn there, Joshua 1, those who brought their Bibles or their iPhones, iPads. Joshua 1, starting in verse 1. Say amen when you're there. Okay, I got two people that are there. Give me an amen if you're ready. Okay, thank you. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I 
am giving to them. The children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very what? That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to look at courage. Number one, courage... And those who are writing notes, I would encourage you to write this right here. Courage is the conquering of fear. Courage is the conquering of fear. If that doesn't make sense, sorry, my English is weird sometimes. But courage is the conquering of fear. Courage, I believe, is misunderstood sometimes uh, from so many of us. Uh, It's a... Misunderstood virtue. Many think courage is absent of fear. Because they feel if they have fear, uh, that, that if there's fear in them, if they're feeling fear, that they don't have courage. But that's actually not true. The, the, the opposite is true. Deuteronomy 6, let's read that again. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. So the thought here is very simple. It's very clear. To act courageously, when you think about it, presumes the presence of fear. (laughs) Right? To, to, To be courageous, courage in a way requires fear. Which, when I think about that, when I was thinking about my son, who helped inspire this message in a way... Fear and and, and courage go hand in hand. The question is, is what's overriding? You know, uh, but I'm not talking about foolish fear. I'm not talking foolishly like like a flea, right? You got a flea that jumps on the back of a St. Bernard or a Doberman Pinscher. That's not, you know, and it bites the dog and the dog does this and kills the, you know, that's not you know, courage, that's a small brain. 
right? The, 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 the flea is, he, he was created, he, there's an instinct in him to do things like that, and that's not courage. You know, think of, uh, think of uh, when you were in sin. Sinners, people we love, right? People who aren't serving the Lord. It doesn't take courage to, to get drunk. I was hoping to get an amen there, but it's okay. Uh, it doesn't take courage to get high. It doesn't take courage to follow the crowd. It doesn't take courage to go to this casino and spend all your money. It doesn't take courage to sell out. Any fool can follow the crowd. In our text, though, right here, all three verses in Deuteronomy, I don't know if you saw this, give the same message, and that is courage is a choice not to act on fear. It's a choice. I choose today not to act on this fear that I'm feeling right here. The bravest people on earth are those who face their fear. I was talking to two sisters earlier this morning who did something I'm not sure if I could ever do. They went parasailing. I think I would have peed my pants. Seriously, I got to give it up to Bev and Amy and and Jane. I, I don't know how you guys did it. So Joshua here, and Joshua, he's, he's facing something that he, he, uh, he, he feels he's, it's way over his head. You ever felt overwhelmed like that? Just so much going on in your life, you just feel overwhelmed, and all this just fear just hits you, it grips you, grabs you. Sometimes, to be honest with you, church, that's where I live. It's, a, it's, it's not... It's not High Pass Drive is Fear, Fear Street. Thank you for that honesty. And that's, that's why we need God in us. To do something for God is to do something beyond ourselves. And it takes courage sometimes to listen and to obey the voice of God. Sometimes it takes courage to say no to things. Sometimes I say it takes courage to say yes to, to certain things. It takes courage to make righteous stands, amen, when it's not easy to. Um, little, little ones, young kids, teenagers this morning, listen to me. I was reading something the other day, and I never thought I'd see this, but they said that in school, the word virginity is like a bad word. I'm going to tell you right now, purity, it takes courage to be pure. Don't ever let anyone make you feel, because you're not kissing anyone at school, that you're not brave. It's purity takes courage. It takes, it takes courage to be pure. How I many of you know purity is a very valuable thing? 
Amen? You know? There's no, uh, there's, there's no stigma to purity. Our world likes to make us think that we're odd. But when I, <clears throat> when I look at this bottle of water here, it says purified water. And I could, let's see, it's never been opened. It doesn't say slightly tainted. Uh, used a few times. Uh, it, we used protection, no worries. Uh, no, it, no. I thought I was going to get an amen there, but it's okay. We'll keep going. It's going to be a long morning. (laughs) It it, it says purified water. It's pure. Purity takes courage, young men. Purity takes courage, young ladies. I was talking to the girls outside this morning and, and somehow we got on the subject of somebody at school wanting to give them a kiss. I told my daughter, if some boy wants to give you a kiss, you punch him right in the nose. <laughs> Amen? And not only will I be coming to the principal's office, but I'll be coming with flowers and candy. <laughs> it takes courage this morning to be faithful to the house of God. It takes courage. Let's take a step back. How many, it takes courage to, to even get out of bed. Yeah. Wow, got another lot of amens there. It takes courage to, to, to get out of bed sometimes. You know, COVID did some things on us. Can we be real? On every, the whole world, it takes courage now just to get up out of bed. It takes courage to trust God with our money, our hard-earned money. It takes courage to give a tithe. It takes courage to get involved into the house of God. It takes courage to bring into his storehouse our gifts. It takes courage to, to, to be patient. It takes courage to be kind. It takes courage to tell the truth. It takes courage to obey your parents. It takes courage to to say I'm wrong. It takes courage to speak when you should and to be quiet when you should. So again, courage is the conquering of fear. Number two, courage is an acquired habit. Um... It's, uh, it's like, think of, uh, think of something you've eaten years ago that you said, I'll never eat again. For me, it was sushi. But by God's grace, I tried it again years later. And there was something different. I, I, I acquired a taste for it. Um, it. There's something about it now that I, that I love and I crave. I, I, 
because I've acquired a taste for it. Some will, will, will never get back on that bicycle because they fell years ago, and now they're afraid of falling off the bike again. You have to, you know, there are things in life that we've failed at that we, that we have a fear of, fear of loving someone, fear of giving our heart to someone, fear, and we have never done it again, but fear, I'm telling you, is a killer. And this morning, and a, 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 a con- a, to conquer this, it's, it's, it's gonna be, it needs to become a habit. It needs to be something that we do all the time. It's not easy, but let it become an acquired habit. It's like riding a bicycle. I just mentioned that. When, when I was young, I remember riding my bike, and I remember I was, I was looking to my right at something, at someone. It might have been Ricky, I'm not sure. I'm riding my bike, and all of a sudden, I, I, I go, and, and there's a curb, but I don't see the curb, and it's one of the big curbs. The next thing I know, I hit the curb, and I'm flying off the bike. But that day, I didn't say, I'm never going to ride a bike again. I just, I had a fear of falling off. I had a fear of tasting concrete, but I jumped up on that bike again, and I kept riding. Some people never get back up on the bike. What a sad day that is. It's also a mistake to believe that courage is something that's automatic, that it happens. But really, it's the opposite. We grow into our courage. We grow into our confidence, right? Children have fear. They have fear of the dark. They're, they're scared. Every, every shadow is, a, is, a, is something scary. But normally, they, we grow out of that, right? We grow out of those fears. They normally vanish. And so my question is, church, is what do you fear most? What is it that you fear? Just you personally, you, you personally, what is that thing that scares you? What is fear? Let's look up right here. Fear, what is fear? It says right here, an uneasy feeling a feeling of dread, an eternal alarm that goes off inside of us when we are facing an intimate danger, feeling threatened, or feel helpless to avoid it or change it. And so what is the opposite of fear? Courage. Let's read that. The quality of mind or spirit enabling us to meet danger. Mateo. Faced opposition, the challenge of life with fearlessness, calmness, and firmness. We have a choice to live in fear this morning or to live courageously. We choose. We choose today. The principles here in this scripture that, I'm, that I just read apply even to us today. We might not be on chariots. We might not be going through the ocean that has been parted. But we might be dealing with some internal fear, some, something that scares us. Maybe it's a job that we're afraid to lose. Maybe it's, 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 a, it's, it's a spouse who's not serving the Lord. Maybe it's death. Maybe Whatever that is, we're, we're facing fear this morning. But how many know we have the right to claim the promise of God that he gave even to Joshua and Moses? 
I want to look at verse 4 again right here in Joshua. It says right here, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. You got to understand, Joshua, they're looking, at the, they're looking at the enemy. They're looking at their circumstances. He's going, how in the world is this going to happen? How? I, I don't understand. I don't understand, God. This is, this is, I've been feeling this way for years. Ever since I was a child, I had this, I've had this fear. I've had this in me, and I don't, I don't understand. But listen to what God says to him, and this is important because what God said to him then God is saying to you this morning, he said to me four days ago, listen right here, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. As I was with Moses, so God also will be with home church. As I was with Moses, so will God be with your children. As I was with Moses, so God will be with your spouse. So will God be with your family. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. The same promise he made to him, he gives to us. I will not leave you nor forsake you. He says, this is what I want you to remember, Joshua, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. If you look around, it might seem impossible. But do not be afraid, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. But verse 7, only be strong and very what? Courageous. Thank you. God is making a point right here. He knows the challenge ahead. He knows what's going to happen. But he says that you may Observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. He didn't say be strong and courageous. Here's the blueprint, Joshua, of what, here, here. This is what, this is. no, no. He just says be strong, be very courageous. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. I don't know about you, but I want to I succeed as a person. In life, I want to grow. I want whatever that means, whatever God has for me, I, I want for my life. I, I don't desire to be a millionaire, but if that's what God wants me to do in order for me to. <laughs> my wife laughs. I promise I don't want to be a millionaire. It'd be nice, but that's not my, that's not my goal. Whatever, whatever that is, whatever that is. I want, I, want, I want to prosper as a parent. I want, I want to, if I had a business, if I had a taco stand selling guacamole, I would want it to prosper, right? You know? <laughs> Who said that? Thank you, sister. I appreciate that. You know, I, 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 want, I want my kids to prosper. I want, I want our church to prosper. I want your businesses to prosper. You know, I, I pray, I, there, there are people, individuals here, first and second service, who have their own businesses, and I see you all, you know, sometimes I see with the, the, the work trucks and the, your business, and, and, I, and I pray, God, give them, give them 10 more trucks. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I want, 
God's blessing on my life. And God is saying, Joshua, it is yours. But you need to have courage. Fear not. The fear is going to come, but you're going to have to step out in faith. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't turn to the right. He's saying, he's saying keep, keep focused is what he's saying, Joshua. Keep focused. And how do we keep focused? How do we keep focused in the world that we live in? When we got television, we got Instagram, we got Netflix, we got all the flicks and nixes and all who knows what else is out there. How do we stay focused? Eyes on God. He says right here, verse 8, keeping focused on the truth of the word of God right here. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Wow, it's that simple. Meditating on God's word. You know, uh, uh, how many days go by during the week where we don't open the word of God? Just a question. Don't raise any hands. Just if you if you open that book every day, praise God for you. But how many days go by during the week where you don't open the book? You know, God is saying, this is not where you you skim through my word, where the Bible sits on the bookshelf and the family, it never reads it together. He says, meditate on this day and night. And and, you know, church, that's that's not saying, you know, you may be reading all day, you know, 13 chapters, you know, a whole book. But but when's the last time you ever just read through the psalm, the first chapter in Psalms? A couple verses in Psalms, the family, and meditate on that. Think on that every Throughout the day, throughout the night, meditate on these things. And so I want to give you a few, uh, a few, a few uh, things right here, some, some essentials on meditating um, on God's word. I took these notes years ago right here at church, and this has helped me for, for, the, I mean, for years right here. Uh, number one, the reading of God's word. Number one, we need to read God's word, Amen. Number two, believing it. Believing it. And how many know it takes faith to believe? <laughs> believe it. Number three, absorbing it, which means to, to think about it. You're, you're like a sponge. You're thinking about it. Number four, apply it to your life. It becomes a part of you. It's, it becomes a part of the way you think. But not only are you thinking it, number five, you obey it. Because I can, I can think of what the pastor said, but thinking, no, now I'm going to think it, and I'm going to live it. I'm going to obey it. As I close, church, let me tell you something. God will never give you a schedule that is too busy. that there will be no room for him. We're all busy. We all got crazy schedules. We've got a lot of stuff going on in life. But God will never give you a schedule so busy that there will be no time for him. 
How many know it's we that, that put in that schedule what we want in there, right? We. Church, this is your world, your future, your freedom. It's best that we say, God, I can't do this on my own. I don't have enough strength. I don't have enough knowledge. I can't do this. But God, you have the right to control my life. You have the right to take over my life. You, I give you full access to this heart. I don't have the courage. I don't have, you know, I, 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 have, I have these anxieties and fears. They're in there. But God, I, I, I have faith. And I'm going to trust that you are with me. And I'm going to step through this door and have my fear, have, have my fear be, be overridden. Over, over, I'm going to have my courage override my fear. You hear me, church? I want to read verse 8 one more time. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I mean, you know, it takes courage to be obedient. It takes courage. It doesn't make sense sometimes. But when you follow God's word and what God's instruction, he will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to read a story as I close. It says right here, there was a, a family of four. There was a nine-year-old daughter who had a little brother named Mark. Lisa was diagnosed with a rare blood disease. And was predicted to die. She only had weeks to live. If the doctors did not get a cure. And the cure was to get some blood that would match their requirements. Likely to be found in her relatives. They tested and none but one was found. And that was little Mark's blood. Was the compatible match. Little Mark was asked by the doctors and his parents if he would agree to give Lisa his blood. True story. Mark scared, but said, will it save Lisa? And they said, yes, he agreed. Two days later, the, the blood transfer began. Mark was put onto the bed next to Lisa's bed till the blood was extracted. After some time, Mark began feeling dizzy. He's laying there, saying goodbye to his family and asking the doctor if this was it, if this is where he starts dying. The doctor said, what do you mean? Little Mark didn't know that giving a blood transfusion, he thought he would be killing himself. He thought that his blood, giving it to his sister, that she would live and he would die. The doctor said, no, you are going to live. But that right there, church, is the courage we need. 
Because how many of you know the doctor's looking at Mark saying, hey, you're going to be fine. We just need to. And this little, this little man, this little young, this young boy, not understanding everything, it took courage to say, hey. I, but how many of you know we serve a God who also came to a cross, who did not want to die, who had fear. So he was sweating blood saying, Father, let this cup pass for me. I don't want to do this, but yet did it anyways for us. And so this morning with, with the time we have, I don't want to rush this time. This morning we have some paper in the pews and some pens that I would like you to take home once you use. Please don't put it back. That pen is for you to take home. But I want to take this time, not only is this symbolic, but I believe, because I've done this myself, coming down to the altar, bringing that fear that you have, that fear that grips you, whatever that is, that, that anxiety that is there, that's been there for years, that's been hidden, it's, it's tucked away, but every time that situation comes up, it always overrules your courage. You don't have the courage it takes to speak in front of a crowd. You don't have the courage it takes to maybe save somebody from a fire. But how many know God can give you that courage you need? God can give you that courage. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to write that down. Fold it. And I'm not just throwing these away. Don't put your name on it. But I'm going to be praying over these. And our staff is going to be praying over these. And this is between you and God, nobody else. You take that, you're going to bring it here, and I'm going to have my sister Jeannie, she's going to take that hammer, and we have some nails here, and she's going to nail it to that cross. And my prayer is when you go back to your pew, I'm not saying you're not going to have the feeling of fear again, but my prayer is that your courage override your fear. Because they go to, they, you can't have one without the other. You, 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 people that have courage that have fear. People that have fear can also have God's courage. So, this morning, if we can get the lights dimmed a little, Luke, I'd appreciate it. This time is between you and God. Go ahead and get a piece of paper, get a pen, write it down, and come when you feel led to come down and give it to Jeannie. And she will nail it to the cross this morning. And you can go back to your seat and we will pray and dismiss. Amen. Too. 
in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray as people come down and pierce these fears to your cross, the same nails, God, that pierced your body, the same nails that pierced your precious body, the same nails that went through your hands, the same pain and agony it took as it was pierced Lord, I pray as your children come down this morning that not only like you were resurrected from the grave, you you rose on the third day, I pray this morning, God, that their lives and souls and bodies and families and circumstances, God, we also be resurrected in Jesus' mighty name. The battle belongs to you. So when I fight... I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I face, sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. God, I pray as your children step out in faith this morning, God. As they step out in faith, God, they, their courage, God, that you would add to their courage. Your strength, God, the same strength that you've given every individual in the Bible, God, those, God, who needed. I pray this word, God, be in their heart in Jesus' name. As they leave, Lord, your cross, God, that you would install, God, your courage. The blood of Jesus right now in Jesus' mighty name. Stand with me, church. I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night.
Sparrow Heads Church. Ruben, if you could come, please, and dismiss us. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. sister nails these last cards here to the cross. healing those that are still feeling the ills of uh, this virus I thank you I thank you for the courage that it takes for us to look up at you when people are doubting because of what's going on Lord Jesus it's your strength and your strength only that gets us through life it's your spirit God that is healing and I pray that your Holy Spirit will reach out and touch the lungs of those that are hurting, the bodies that are weak, and give them the strength to look up. Look up to you and thank you. It's your will that will be done. Dear God, and we will follow it whichever way you want it to go. And we will praise you for it. Father, give everybody strength to be bold, to preach your word. I love you. I truly love you for what you've done. And it's in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Let's give him praise, church. Amen. Have a blessed Sunday. We thank you so very much. Thank you. We love you. God bless. Yes. Yes. Uh-uh. <clears throat>